Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash saint14project. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. It wasn't very loud, but I was <laughs> Everyone did a terrible clap. Everyone was was like a kindergartner. Golf <laughs> clap. That's what I did. Oh. <laughs> Everyone's so quiet. <laughs> One second. All right. Compose yourself, man. Hello and welcome to Say 14 Project Podcast. This is Sentinel Dad or Alex. <laughs> With me as always are my buds, uh, Dr. Goku, Hatchy Dave, uh, Average Joe, and Bell Bunny. What's up? Hey, bud. <laughs> hey everyone. <laughs> Pending some small technical difficulties, we're finally online. Podcast the, podcast the year material right there, fellas. I know. <laughs> What y'all been up to? What y'all been playing? What you been playing, Bell? Um, Spyro. I'm well. Actually, no. I've been taking a break from Spyro, and I've been baking a hell of a lot of cookies in the last couple of days because <laughs> of the dawning for Destiny Two. Well, and you, it sounds you, really you, weird to be like, you, I'm baking cookies in a video you, game. That's it, really it, a shooter. <laughs> plus, the way you presented the information, like you had a little delay, and it wasn't lag. It's was like, well, I've been baking. <laughs> Cookies. Cookies. <laughs> in the game, I swear. Um, in Colorado. Yeah. In Colorado. And then I've also been um, playing Overwatch because they have their holiday thing yeah, going on. Too. Yeah, that, that, it's always uh, r- really popular every year, it seems. I'm just sad that there's still no like Christmassy diva skin. I know. It upsets me so much. <laughs> like, I, they have missed so many opportunities to make a reindeer Arissa as well. Oh! <laughs> I like how you think. <laughs> I was well, so upset. I, I was waiting for it. I was so excited. Still nothing. Still nothing. Awesome. Uh, Dr. Goku, what, what you been playing? Uh, recently, I've been playing uh, BF5. You have a love-hate relationship with the game. <laughs> That's 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 a, you've you've just explained what it's like to be a battlefield player. Yeah. Um, playing uh, some Destiny two a little bit. Finally, start to rank up my character. I'm still way behind everyone. Uh, but tonight, I, right before the show, I wanted to play around uh, Battlefield. But of course, they wanted to nope. do a 15 gig update. So Canadian internet can't handle well, that. Well, what's funny is like <laughs> you, you said that, and I loaded it. I was like, oh yeah, there is an update. And by the time you came back from your Canadian internet woes, yeah. mine was downloaded all the way. Yeah. Uh, it's always depending on the PSN servers. But I uh, bought a old slash new game today. Uh, PlayStation's having their uh, holiday sale. Mm-hmm. So, so I you purchased get? 
the Mega Man X uh, Legacy Collection. <laughs> awesome. You know, um, so, you, should talk about, you, should, you should play with Bo Solaris that we had on last, last episode. Yeah. Uh, to, for me, Mega Man X is my favorite game of all time. Right. I, I've probably finished the game over like 70-some-odd times. I know it like the back of my hand, and every time I play it, it's so much fun. Fantastic. Dave, what, what, what you been playing when you're not sleeping? <laughs> He's sleeping. <laughs> you're on mute, buddy. You're on mute. Awesome. I'm glad you've been playing that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to you. Uh, Joe, what you been playing? <laughs> Okay. I know. <laughs> oh no. I've uh, been playing uh, just a lot of Destiny, man. I'm just like Belle. I've been baking a lot of cookies. I'm trying to refrain. Uh, when anything's new, something new comes out, like the dawning, when there's an activity, within 24 hours, there's usually like three or four like guides to like, this is every recipe for the dawning right here. How do they do that? And it's like, you know what? I'm not even going to look at that. And I just randomly just throw in a few recipes and it's like, boom, I got a cookie. And I got a cookie. Hey, this one's good. I Did it come from Wisconsin? Wisconsin? No, it came from like Mars and a cheese cookie. Yeah, I think, you know, the cookie came from the moon. It came from the moon. Oh, shut up, Jay. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of D2 with the uh, Black Armory, just trying to really try and get into it. And I finally got my level up to like 615, and I can just muscle through a forge pretty decently now uh, with oh, a nice. team. And uh, I got a bunch of clears underneath me. I don't have any armor yet, but I got... My first clear, I got all the weapons and the sparrow for the first forge. Wow. First Dang. Nice. nice. I was like, is this normal? Oh, yeah. Are you supposed to get all this? No. <laughs> no. Not so much. One. What a wild goose chase it is to unlock that second forge, man. It's. I like how it's accessible from like the the world. Like You have to like cruise over to it, fight some ads, and then like press the start button. And then it'll go into matchmaking. That's a neat little feature on it. But, man, that second forge, man, trying to unlock that thing was the greatest pain in the butt ever. (laughs) I can't do the first one still because I'm, like, finally at, like, 550-something, I think. Don't feel bad. I just ranked up to 562. I think I got 10 light levels last week. It's, it's definitely, I would say since they did their update, it's been a little bit easier because there's been there's been more good drops happening. So and I primes, jumped up. Primes have been yeah. The, yeah, the uh, prime engrams and the um, powerful engrams. Tell you the truth, so you man, to... those primes are what really kick you up there mm-hmm. because a powerful yeah. gear will drop at like maybe your light level or like one or two over. <laughs> but yeah. those prime engrams will be like almost like eight to ten levels. Like, mm-hmm. it'll really boost you. Yeah, except for when you open one, and then you're comparing it to the same gun you already have, and you accidentally delete the higher level one that was 12 levels above your current one, and then you crawl in a hole. Yeah, I saw that. I saw you. <laughs> it was two days ago. It's not like, yeah, in the last couple of days. It was sad. It yeah. made me really, really sad. <laughs> I, cried on the inside I, I don't blame you. <laughs> nice. That's about it. Nice. Well, I've been doing... Um, 
Battlefield Five, just like um, Goku, because they're doing their their uh, Tides of War event right now. It's, they just started the second week of it, been enjoying it. Uh, I've been playing some Paladins too, which has been good. I hadn't played that in a minute. And uh, my my oldest brother back home in Massachusetts, he um, he picked up the the Division on PS4, which um, you know it's like five dollars or whatever because Division Two is coming out in March. And um, I was like, yeah, yeah it's actually a really good game. Loved it. After Loved the, it. the last year's yeah. update, the yeah. that update fixed that game. And it became oh, yeah. so fun that the Underground DLC was fun, uh, but I loved the survival one. I played a bunch of that, but he was he was playing. I was like, yeah, I'll run a mission with you. He's like level five or something like that. I'm maxed, of course. And he like sends me text messages because I didn't have my headset on while I was playing with him. And he's like, man, I keep getting my ass kicked. And I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, when I join your game, all the Every, all the all the enemies jump up like twenty five levels. By the way, yeah, they, they go to your <laughs> level. Not his. I was I was I, and he was like complaining about it, and I, I was like, "Well, did you go up two levels in one mission?" He goes, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> but awesome. But we're not alone tonight. Like we are. Like we usually are not most weeks. I know Dave's still fixing his audio, but uh, joining us is. Uh, uh, an awesome streamer, our friend Taylor, who goes who goes by Centromos. Welcome to the project, Taylor. Uh, Thanks for joining us. We're we're excited for you to be here. Um, Thanks so much for having me, dude. Really of course, awesome. really of course. Headphones. Every time I look at <laughs> the camera, it's like I want bunny ones like that. Awesome. You should tell Razor. You should tell them. I could give you the, the, <laughs> I could give you the bunny ears that I have in a box behind me for my son uh, son's pictures for um, Easter. That's true. <laughs> I don't want to glue them on myself. <laughs> but um, um, I know. I mean, I I met you through the uh, Twitch Atlanta broadcaster meetups. Um, been to a couple of those with you and you're awesome but for those that don't know you why don't you tell them all about um your stream and what kind of content you do and um your uh, charity streaming stuff that you do oh gosh um i am a pretty small streamer i haven't even been streaming for a year uh be a year in a few months i think um i mostly stream overwatch <laughs> that's my number one game right now especially now with the event going on um I throw in things like Paladins. I like playing Paladins a lot. Um, sometimes I play some Switch games like Mario Kart. I just got Pokemon Let's Go. So plan on streaming that in a little bit. Um, as well as I've been playing a lot of Rainbow Six Siege. I'm not good at all. No one is at this point. No one is at this point because 95 of the player base has been playing it since Yeah. Right. So anyone <laughs> that buys it during the Christmas sale, like it's straight noob hunting <laughs> i've been playing for like three months and like every now and then i'll have like a good game and i'm like yes i'm great i'm so good at this game and then the next game, next game no you're dead. terrible yeah, pretty much. i'm like i never want to play this game again so that's pretty much been my relationship dj she, she tried really hard cue the clap song <laughs> <laughs> okay, i'm still waiting on that i hope to hear it by the end of this <laughs> we'll make it happen um no you you also um you charity stream for the world wildlife uh federation uh yeah fund, fund yeah it's World fund. fund um so through tiltify you can only get um to the australia one which is kind of funny so it's through the australia one 
but they have a super great support system. They reached out to me, like they have a whole streaming network set up for it. Um, so there's a ton of streamers streaming for it. And so every couple of months they do like a big event, like the last one was Save the Turtles and now they're having a clash of cats. So there's two teams, um, the Tigers and the Snow Leopards and we're having competitions um, through their Twitch um, to raise money for the World Wildlife Fund. So it's been super awesome. Um, I've been doing one by myself every Friday um, and it's been so great, like almost raised $500 for it. So it's awesome. Uh, being a small streamer, I did not expect that. <laughs> so I'm pretty what? excited and pretty happy. So. Well, no, I mean, like, um, even if you just raise $1, it's worth it. Now, another great thing is tomorrow is your last final exam for college, isn't it? Oh, yes, I graduate on Saturday. <laughs> Congratulations. I so, so yeah. ready. It's been a long time coming. Four and a half years. <laughs> now, um, you, you were talking about that you've been streaming for about a year or so, but you took some time off. And where did you go during that time off? Oh, I went to Thailand and um, oh, all three so weeks. Jealous. And it was, yeah, <laughs> it was the greatest experience of my life. I mean, it's so oh, pretty over there. Oh, it's beautiful. I got to um, work on an elephant sanctuary. <gasps> so um, got to be up close and personal with elephants. And it's a super great sanctuary. They take um, rescue elephants from like riding camps and logging camps. Um, so they're really trying to stop um the usage of elephants and things like that over there. They also use elephants to test for landmines. So they send mm. elephants out. Or sometimes it just happens too. They walk on the old landmines and um, a bottom portion of their leg is blown off. So there's a couple of them there um, who are missing uh, parts of their lower limbs. They're there for rehab and stuff. That's so, so sad. Yeah, it's so sad. And, but they're all so sweet. They're mostly like old women, especially because you can't work around the so bulls. It's like the Golden Girls reunion of. Basically, yeah, because <laughs> they're all in their eighties and nineties. <laughs> now, and and uh, conservation was is your major in college, right? Yes, I'm doing conservation research right now, and hope to continue that and go on to get my PhD. So, now lots of school. Do you see yourself <laughs> after you graduate going back to Thailand? Uh, I would love that. Yes. Um, Got to find time and money for it. But um, uh, since this was for like a school kind of thing, it was like a study abroad is what it was. So it wasn't as expensive, but well, I would love to go back. Well, as someone who just finished his PhD, Dr. Goku has plenty of tips <laughs> for you. <laughs> awesome. I'm taking a year off, though. I'm taking some time off before I, I go back at least. Uh, yeah. break. Everyone told me yeah. that's probably the best decision. So, well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean that 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 ties into <laughs> that ties into self care. I mean, you yes. just gotta. You know. Four and a half years of just college, and then high school before that, just straight school back to back is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome, yeah, man! I, I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, definitely want to go back to get it, but uh, need some some time yeah. myself. Take a little break. <laughs> some work time. Awesome. Well, we're super glad you're here. I'm really excited to have you here because I, I wanted I wanted the four of them to meet you because you're awesome. Um, <laughs> of course. Um, but we'll, we'll move we'll uh, move along. Um, Joe um, Joe's going to take care of our men mental health organization. Shout out. Who are we talking about this week, Joe? This week, um, I was reminded about this organization. Uh, I was actually getting ready to move, and I'm 
kind of packing stuff up and I found a t-shirt. This organization is called uh, Hike for Mental Health. It's at first it's a, uh, a registered 501 nonprofit organization built kind of uh, their organization around just the simple joys of uh, hiking. You can create your own hike on their web page and gain sponsorships through people visiting the site who will donate essentially. It almost acts kind of like a tiltify where you will make your, your hike where, what trail you're going down, uh, what region you're in. And it's all the way across North America and parts of Canada. Not very many parts. Sorry, Goku, but. Uh, I think it's probably down, down by Fundy. We, we have a lot of uh, hiking trails there. It's cold all the time in Canada. No, but you can go on there and uh, help promote and gain sponsorships for your hike and go hiking and promote, you know, mental health uh, awareness and uh, go everything that gets donated through your sponsorship uh, goes to help mental illness. That's awesome. That's a really really uh, cool. That's a really uh, unique organization. I'm having trouble navigating it on my cell phone because I don't want to have another window up on my computer. <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> Tying up too your CPU right now. But right, yeah, definitely go check them out. It's a uh, hike for mental illness, and it's it's just a great thing, especially if you're a gamer because gamers sit inside all the time. It's great to get out. Yeah, it's it's a hikeformentalhealth.org. A, did I say dot com? Yeah, um, you said nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, it's an organization. It's organization. <laughs> but um, it's good to get outside. There you go. Agreed. It, it is good bubble. to get outside. Yes. <laughs> that can that can kind of Goku now. Like, how how important would you say like removing your like if you're like this kind of a. Uh, Segway scooter into our um, mental health topic, but like, no, how how important is that? Like having that connection with nature, or like leaving a situation, just like going out on a walk, like kind of resetting yourself. How, how important is that? Um, like when you're say you're going through an anxiety attack per se, or something like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just well, laughing about. Oh, that was good job. That was a stretch, but good job. <laughs> Well, I had the thoughts. I, I had no idea how to convey it. <laughs> Good try. Um, but Call hiking Joe. is uh, going going into nature helps in, in terms of mindfulness. Uh, I've mentioned mindfulness multiple times. I haven't really gotten uh, too much into what mindfulness is, but it helps kind of reconnect and recenter. Going on a hike, uh, oftentimes people will go on a hike to disconnect and not think about what's going on. The hard part is to not think about what everything is going on and really focus on the nature. So immersing yourself in nature to the smell, the sounds, uh, really helps with mindfulness and helps uh, calm you down. Dude, I can really relate to that description right there. Oh, absolutely. I used to go to uh, this woods that my mom grew up right next to. And there's this river that runs in the back of it. And there's um, step stones that go straight across. And there's one really big one right in the middle of the river. And I used to go there when I was having a really rough time and just sit 
on that rock. And the way I would always explain it is like experiencing everything and nothing at the same time, because mm-hmm. you're, you're disconnecting from all the, the crap, right? Like you're, mm-hmm. you're letting that go, but you're taking in so much other yep. stuff. It's not about closing no, yeah. off. It's about opening up to something else instead of being stuck on whatever you're dealing with at the time. And it's, oh. it's nice. <laughs> oh, totally. I live, I live by a huge dam and um, on this uh, uh, big lake and like every Sunday I take my kids to go uh, skip rocks there, like right on the mm-hmm. lake. And it's like a, it's a thing every week to try and get rid of the damn tablets and everything else and just mm-hmm. completely disconnect and just take it easy. It's, it's definitely for me, like when I'm having a mental health issues, like it definitely helps reset myself um but um goku why don't you take us into our mental health topic this week so this week uh you had mentioned that we would touch on uh social anxiety yeah it's been i think that was a uh anxiety was the first full topic we did Mm -hmm. earlier this year when we decided to start the podcast format uh, which just kind of made sense to start off with that. But I figured with holiday season coming upon us, uh, kind of encapsulating that and focusing more on social anxiety specifically uh, would be a good thing to do. And uh, a lot of people um, do suffer from anxiety and social anxiety. It's one of the most common mental health uh, difficulties, uh, mainly uh, anxiety in general. But there's a small difference between anxiety and social anxiety. So many people feel anxious when they have to get a a job interview, they go on a first date, they're giving a speech. Uh, We all want to make good first impressions. We all want to be liked. But there are certain points where some people can, uh, it can go more than just that general nervousness. We tend to be self conscious, Uh, we feel constantly on stage uh we're we're having negative thoughts about ourselves we're having feelings of anxiety and fear uh we have body reactions so so i i I talked about uh, the symptoms of anxiety in the past so sweating uh, feeling flush rapid heart rate uh shaking upset stomach and a, a whole laundry list of others but that also um comes with different types of behaviors. Often, people that do suffer from social anxiety tend to avoid social situations. So they're going to be skipping parties. They're not going to go to meetings. Uh, They often say no to social events with friends uh, due to uh, wanting to stay home where it's safe, where it's secure, and they can control their environment. I mean, especially when it comes to like group gatherings or events or something like that, even if it's like people that you know, like with statistically, is it safe to say that like if you're experiencing anxiety about going to and engaging in like at a social event, is it safe to say that, you know, if there's 20 people, 20 or 50 people there, it's safe to say like someone else will be feeling that exact same way. It's a good good probability. Um, right. Social anxiety disorder um, is one of the most common anxiety disorders. So about eight to twelve people 
at being diagnosed at some point in their lives. When we talk about generalized anxiety, it's quite a bit Mm -hmm. different than social anxiety. So when we look at uh, in a clinical term, so social anxiety disorder or social phobias, it's used to describe an intense and long-lasting fear of social situations, which often result in the person avoiding situations. They're worried that they're going to get embarrassed or humiliated in some way, uh, that they'll be evaluated negatively or criticized by other people. Even if your fear is not so intense that you would call it a social anxiety disorder, uh, this package may give you, um, uh, I'm reading from a, um, a whole set of modules that helps better explain what social anxiety, one of the main Criteria are the main things uh, that people need to be aware of is understanding what social anxiety is. At, at the base form, it's anxiety. It's the same fight or flight response that I've mentioned in the past. It's not at all different. It's just focalized to a social setting. Would you say that uh, uh, social anxiety is one of those uh, diagnoses that eventually become less uh acute or whatever with age because i i used to be like when i was younger i was, i used to like get it all the time and i still to an extent get it like when i'm playing online and stuff like that I, mm-hmm. i'm terrified of playing with new people usually but i i am not any longer worried about social events like uh, a party or a gathering or something like that well social anxiety like any other type of anxiety, can get expunged through repeated exposures to the stress. So um, when we talk about CBT, when we talk about um, exposure and response prevention, one of the things we're going to be working on is exposing the person and forcing the person into situations that make them uncomfortable. Like face your fears, type of thing. Because the more we avoid a specific situation, the more our minds are going to make it bigger. They're going to a snowball it, and we're going to gain more and more anticipation towards the uh, the situation. The anxiety towards the situation is not necessarily about the situation. But more towards the anticipation of what may or may not happen at that social situation. I would definitely say that people who deal with uh, social anxiety uh, have some of the most um, creative imaginations out there, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, because my brain has come up with some very, very, very interesting scenarios that there's no way they would happen. But like, you you go put me on like a plane or going to any kind of event, and I'm my brain's gonna come up with every weird possibility in the world, and it's gonna worry about it, even though I know that you know, like a bear's not gonna come running on the plane and kill me. My brain will probably come up with that, and now next to my fly, it definitely will. But yeah. <laughs> that's a good example, okay? But it, it you get it. It it, it happens. <laughs> But that's no, why. Uh, Wait, are you saying bears do get us? I was going to say bears on planes. Uh... <laughs> but I've had clients that 
that um, brought up scenarios that they were freaking out about, they knew chances are it wouldn't happen. But their brain was was perceiving as, yes, it's going to happen. And no matter what you say to the contrary, it's going to happen. But the chances of a bear escaping its enclosure at the zoo, very slim to none. I love how we're, we're still going with well, the bear. Could, <laughs> hey, the bear is my favorite example when I do psychoeducation for, for clients. It could be transferring well, every... the bear in the plane, and he could be at the bottom waiting for you. See? Well, plus, see somebody well, gets me. Well, well plus, <laughs> every time someone says bear, I just see, like, Taylor's little ears on her headphones sway just ever so slightly. But no, I mean, you were talking about how, you know, that, you know, their their brain is telling them, like, you know, this is still a possible thing. I mean, that's just kind of another example of the brain being a very, very powerful thing. We were talking about um, when, when we did dissociative disorders, uh, you know, people that would have, uh, you know, a multiple personality disorder or something like that, where that they when they would change their personalities, I remember you said that there was a case where like someone's iris, the color changed, you know, that's just kind of like another example of like how powerful our brains really are. Going back to one of, I think it was one of the first episodes we did, if not the first one, uh, I talked about how, how intelligent the brain is, but how it still needs to evolve. In terms of how it still perceives situations that you were projecting as their actual reality. And the brain's main purpose is to protect you. It's looking and analyzing danger, making these connections of patterns and saying, okay, that is danger. You need to react. So it puts you in a fight, flight, or freeze state. And the brain can do that at any point in time about any type of situation going back to the whole purpose of it was to look at uh, the example i use and bell like i said uh, about bears i use i probably talk about bears every single day at work <laughs> you <laughs> it, it gets brought up that guy least... weird but he does it does it does it does it barely come up in conversation? Oh, just oh, shut up. <laughs> Hit the mute. <laughs> but going back to the whole premise of evolution, let's say uh, you see a bush, a bush ruffle in the distance. The automatic thought in your mind is saying, "Oh my God, there's something behind the bush." You get ready to prepare. Uh, that's that fight, flight, or freeze instinct. Bear pops out, your brain sees bear, says you need to react. Same basic principle happens when we perceive a social event. While it's not going to see a bear, but your brain is perceiving that social event. It's anticipating everything that may happen like an actual thing that is going to happen. So it'll react the same way as it would as if it actually happened, if that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm following you. So when you're projecting as something could happen, your brain is preparing and making those substructures and subsystems react as if it was actually happening to you right now. So it's an actual physical reaction to a possible event that may or may not. At the foundation, that is anxiety. 
when we t- think about social anxiety, it's just mainly focused to those social events or social outing. Gotcha. One thing I, I wanted to add, if it's okay, is that um, mm-hmm. one, it, it's kind of a, it's part of the like negative stigma that I feel like there is when it comes to people who deal with social anxiety is that, uh, you know, you talked about how it's like this, um, people may avoid going out because being home feels safer or more comfortable and that's that's where they want to be and i feel like a lot of times that because if you if you don't understand what that feel like how intense that feeling can be i feel like sometimes people misinterpret it as like you're brushing them off you don't want to be around them but most people i know that deal with social anxiety they want to be out doing the things they want to be with people but here is safer. Here doesn't have all those what ifs right. going on. But it sucks when you are like, hey, I, I just I can't come out tonight and that you're coming up with excuses for it or whatever. And you're you're at home instead. It's it feels safer there, but it's it's not as much fun. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not a desire to not want to be around people. It's a desire to feel safe. And definitely agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how well this is going to off on. Are you drawing us a picture of a bear? (laughs) Not of a bear. Let me explain a little bit how I explain it to my clients. Typically, I have my nice big whiteboard that kind of helps illustrate a point. You should have a whiteboard for the stream. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're slumming it, uh, Dr. Goku. (laughs) If you submit a TI-981 to Average Joe, he'll requisition that for you. It's not in the budget. <laughs> just isn't. We're gonna have to wait till first quarter. <laughs> don't, don't mind the writing. I don't. I have a very poor handwriting. So it looks like a mountain, and it needs a bear on top. <laughs> so this is the level of anxiety. Down here's level. Of so every time something happens, we get called a sympathetic. That spike, so that spike in anxiety, which feels very uncomfortable. That's where we start to sweat, we start to tremble, we start to have an upset stomach, heart rate, a whole whack of other. We learn that this point, if we do something, social anxiety is this spike about a social event. We learn that. If I say, no, I'm not going to go, or I cancel five minutes before people are going to come get me, this happens. We have that immediate, um, that immediate uh, decompression of all of those symptoms. We feel better. And that reinforces that loop in terms of, well, time you're just not going to go because you feel uncomfortable here. And last time you didn't go and you felt better. What's going to happen if we force people to confront that type of anxiety by breathing exercises, relaxation exercises, uh, cognitive uh, behavioral therapy, they're going to get to this is a plateau. So anxiety is never going to go more than 100. 100% typically is a panic. Can't go further than a It's going to feel very comfortable. We're not like it. But it's not, not going to go to a point where it's going to be as much. Uh, it's not going to go to 120%, 150%. Mm-hmm. 
it's going to reach that plateau. And eventually, by itself, it's going to do this. It's going to go down all by itself. The body has a natural tendency to go back to baseline. We call that homeostasis. The body doesn't like to be in that um, emotional reactive state for that long. So eventually, just by doing absolutely nothing, it may take a few hours, it's going to go back to baseline. You're going to feel exhausted. Uh, you're going to feel uncomfortable, but it's eventually going to go back down. The whole purpose of cognitive behavioral therapy, of all of the tools that we give, is to, one, curb the initial reaction to do something like this. You can kind of see how it goes. The more you expose, the more you use your tools, the less things will spike and the longer it'll take spike. So here you're controlling your thoughts. You're controlling all of those emotions. You're still having them, but they're not having the same type of impact on you as they were previously. That kind of makes a little bit of sense for everyone. That's a good breakdown. <laughs> Hi, I'm Anxiety Bear. <laughs> now, for everybody that can't see this, uh, <laughs> I'll just wrote on a post-it, a nice picture of a bear with a, uh, a text bubble saying, I'm an anxiety bear. <laughs> No, no, it says, hi, Just I'm Anxiety a, Bear. Uh, yeah. Like, there's, like, one bear saving the world, <laughs> one anxiety attack at a time. Totally it. Just as impressive as your actual legit <laughs> graph. That should be the, the newest Overwatch character. Anxiety <laughs> Bear. Now, everybody that could see... Which is the emotion everyone has while they play Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have... We're, we're going to have Dave turn that into a logo for our next mental health awareness stream. That would actually be kind of cool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. You should do it. <laughs> Dr. Goku, save that piece of cardboard or whatever you were writing. <laughs> well, I really cool. like it. I think having a visual like that definitely helps. Cause like just saying, you know, like, Oh, if you learn to, control the thoughts like I don't, I don't know having having that comparison of how extreme the visual it can aids. start off as compared to what it can be like um i know it sounds kind of silly but because it's they're just lines on paper but like having the visual of it definitely right. helps with like i don't know somehow it makes it feel more realistically possible <laughs> when you see it drawn out like that it, it takes time but it's doable and CBT is one of the main tools that really helps. Anxiety responds extremely well to cognitive behavioral therapy. And this in a generally and rather short amount of time. So a typical course of CBT is 12 to 20-ish sessions, even less, that people can really work on um, gaining the tools and the abilities to learn how to manage their own anxiety. I think decompressing is important anytime that you go to any, like even if you're somebody who doesn't generally deal with social anxiety, having time to decompress after or during an event. Like we talked about um, one of the other shows, we talked about how like at conventions they offer that. Um, oh yeah, AFK rules. 
the yeah, AFK room might take this. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like that where I think we we all need an AFK room. I think just for for our own sanity, I think it's a good thing to oh, do. Yeah. Anytime you're going to be attending some kind of large group setting, like just you know, it's 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 not what we're used to. You know, even, unless it's literally your life twenty four seven to be around tons of people, um, I, I would say that's probably overwhelming to anybody at some point. And, oh yeah, you know, for, nipping that in the bud and actually taking care of it ahead of time as like a regular self care thing you know, can only help. <laughs> right. And no, I mean, I know every time I go to, I like get that, like, I'm, I'm kind of like Joe. I'm, 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 I'm fine with big groups, but like, I definitely, um, like after it or sometimes during it, I definitely need that separation from other people just to kind of, you know, like Goku was saying, get back to the baseline. Um, even if it's just for, you know, five, 10, 20, 30 minutes or something like that. Um, that works for me. I, I know Taylor, I, I know you, you go to a bunch of cons too. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Uh, the anxiety never goes away though. It's always there. Definitely need a break after a little while. Did you have anything else for your, um, for your topic? Okay. Or did anyone else have any questions or want to talk about anything relating to social anxiety? Dave? And I'm sure anxiety is going to come up. Uh, oh, future episodes for sure is one of the most common things going on as well. So uh, I'm going to save my long-winded explanations <laughs> for uh, future episodes. Oh, absolutely. I do um, personally think the worst thing about social anxiety is, you know, canceling on friends at last what? minute. But then you have regular anxiety where you're like, oh god, now my friends hate me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's just a constant loop of just anxiety of you know, yeah, well, about my friends, but I'm anxious about it, but then I'm anxious about them not wanting to be my friend anymore for not hanging out with them. So uh, it takes time to find balance in that. Yeah, and that's and that's so important, like being open and honest with um, you know, finding a loved one, uh, a very close friend, like someone that you can talk to about this. So like, especially if like you and that person are like going to assemble or like both you want to go to the, the same event or something like that, like having an open dialogue with someone that you trust and you feel safe talking to about it with, it's like so important. It really helps um, like trusting someone really contributes to your self care a lot. And I know for me, like sometimes I'll get anxiety about a certain situation or scenario. And then, you know, I'll just talk to uh, someone I trust or a dear friend or, my spouse or something like that. And it definitely, for me, it helps alleviate a lot of that because what I'm thinking <laughs> usually isn't reality. Um, <laughs> you know. It's um, also helpful when, um, when somebody in your life knows and they are attending an event with you. Um, like, so I'll give an example. Recently, my partner had a, uh, a holiday work party um, and that's a social thing where I know almost nobody else there. Right. Um, and so, yeah, social anxiety was like, eh. um, what's up? I'm anxiety, man. I'm anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is, he knows that I, I deal with that a lot. And so like when, when we were there, there was a point where he was able to recognize that just the, the number of people and the setting and just the way that everything was going and how I kind of, I went inside myself. Um, he 
uh, basically was like, because our, our daughter was with us too, and he was like, hey, you guys, let's go check out what's on the lower level. So we go down there, and it's like this whole game room or whatever, and he sets me up with playing darts on my own. And like, it, you know, everybody ended up filtering down there, and it became chaotic down there eventually. But it was, again, it was that giving me a space to decompress. And sometimes when you're the person on your own, it's, it's hard to feel okay going to do that alone like to do it on your own but when you have another person who gets it and goes hey it's okay to remove yourself let's go together so i you have support that honestly can be really really life-changing um when when somebody gets it and is willing to help you with that so basically shout out to my husband joey Um, (laughs) but i mean honestly it it definitely helped and i i happen to have the convenience of, of my significant other being a person like that, but just like you were saying, finding anybody that you can just talk it through with, like, even if it's something like you're in a social setting and you're feeling really, really anxious and you can text a friend and be like, Hey, this is where I am. And this is what I'm feeling. Sometimes just getting it out can help too. Cause it like, it, it's like, as you say it out loud, all of a sudden you start to process like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm imagining that this bear is going to show up and it's really mm. not <laughs> like, cause suddenly when you put it into words, it, you understand how maybe unrealistic some of what you're feeling might be too. We're totally going to make an anxiety bear mascot for Guardian Con. <laughs> no, no mascot. <laughs> you guys don't, oh, do you know? Oh, I have gosh. a phobia of mascots. So I we're know not, you do. Okay. Okay. No. That no. is the joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a make an anxiety T-shirt. I, I, I read your Twitter polls. Dang it! <laughs> now, now I'm having even more anxiety about Guardian Con. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Dave, we need to get on it and Roar. get a anxiety bear T-shirt. That can be done. <laughs> no mascots. No mascots. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, I was going to say that, you know, going back to like the imagination thing, uh, mm-hmm. it was just, a, you know, when you say no, when you say yes to an event, like usually when you're going through this process and you like know you're going to have anxiety and you're probably not going to, you already know you're not going to go. And as you're telling that person, like, yeah, I'll be there, of course, you know, you're already thinking and imagining your excuse, your escape route. And usually they're pretty convoluted, you know. I was just throwing that example there, thinking of the imagination thing. You can get pretty creative. Yeah. (laughs) What if fruit roll-ups rain down from the sky while I'm playing soccer? (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time, uh, Dr. Goku and everyone for contributing. Awesome. Uh, But we should probably move on to your character analysis, Dr. Goku. Um, and we had our guest, uh, Taylor choose these and we, I think the options we put up on our poll was Sailor Jupiter, Spyro, uh, Misty from, uh, Pokemon and DBA from Overwatch. Can I just and say, this is one of the like most awesome groupings of, of choices that we've had. Exactly. <laughs> Ta- <laughs> it was really Taylor. hard. Oh man. Yeah. I've been so Taylor did a really good job. Spyro. I don't have PlayStation or anything. It's not on PC and I, I played Spyro as a kid. And so. I just had to, you know, had to put them in there. Well, clearly, we just need to get you a PlayStation. But I just have to say that I, I got Joe to vote against his <laughs> instinct, <laughs> and I'm, I'm proud of him. 
you're a you're a wondrous man, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Doctor Goku, why don't you take us through uh, DVA from Overwatch? So Diva, uh, not much was known about Diva's past, uh, but some of it started to be revealed following her own animated short called Shooting Star. Finally, for those who don't yeah. know, uh, <laughs> Overwatch. Uh, releases this, these animated shorts. They're almost like mini Pixar movies. They're really about cool. Their, about their characters and their, their backstory, and they're extremely well done. Take note, Bungie. God. Yes, take note, Bungie. <laughs> like, I don't I don't play Overwatch, but I've watched 90%. That's awesome. Oh, they're, they're just so <laughs> good. So... Hana Song, uh, which is the uh, diva's real name, age 19, uh, is a former professional gamer turned mech pilot. So try to imagine that. Uh, she used uh, use her skill and hand-eye coordination to pilot a mech in order to protect her homeland of South Korea from the Omnic invasion known as the Gwishin. Following a devastating attack 20 years ago, the South Korean government developed a mechanized armored drone called the Mecha. While the Mecha army of drones did their job at first, the Gwishin's evolutions and abilities to adapt made the drones less than optimal over time. As such, the South Korean government looked for human pilots to take the mantle. They ultimately settled on professional gamers due to their increased reflexes and natural instincts. Which brings us to Diva. Uh, Diva projects a carefree and unaffected persona, but in reality, she often feels emotionally burdened with the responsibility of protecting her country and its inhabitants. As a competitive gamer and a world champion, she was well-versed in masking her stress and emotions. She nonetheless lives them privately. Uh, We can see this in her animated short as she constantly refuses help from her friend, Daehwan. We see her want to help, uh, want help from others, but can't bring herself to put them possibly in harm's way. As such, she often pushes people away which can be a sign of people suffering from depression or trauma. Her uh, social isolation is quite paradoxical due to her streaming, due to her uh, streaming the battles for her fans um, and being in the public eye, but pushing the people that are closest to her away in order to protect them. This is also for her own protection of her, um, her emotionally avoiding her own feelings and demons. While Diva is a skilled mecha pilot and a professional gamer, viewing um, these professions as ones that require one to be solo, she still needs to learn how important a team is, how invaluable it can be to let yourself be vulnerable and open to the closest uh, to those closest to us. It is with uh, this that we can really grow as a person. So, like I said, not much was known about Diva's past, but that's kind of her in a nutshell. I'm assuming part of it is 
PTSD from everything she's experienced? Would that probably be a a fair guess? (laughs) Yes, it would be a fair guess. I can't even imagine like the burn at being 19, like a, I'm 23 and just going through school. I'm mm-hmm. Exhausted. So imagine protecting your country from something. And uh, constantly being in harm's way, your friends dying and being hurt. Because at the animated short, she was the only one left uh, from her squad as her squad was all uh, injured and on vacation from the last battle. Well, and then you've also got the fact that on top of that, she's like you were saying, she's constantly in the public eye and she's got all these fans. Like if you look at if you look at content creators um, that we know that are very large scale, (laughs) especially um, there's kind of this expectation of like that your personal stuff isn't going to like that you're perfect almost right. Like that that stuff doesn't happen to you. That stuff doesn't affect you. And so there's like that, can you imagine having this kind of stuff going on that she's dealing with, but then also having that whole, I'm in the public eye, there's almost this like expectation of this, I'm this cheery, happy-go-lucky person, yay! And like that if you let that slip, how's that going to look to your fans? You know, that's a whole another added pressure on her. And if you let that slip, then all of the those negative emotions come flooding in. Mm-hmm. You open up the dam. Yeah. I mean, not so only a- is she popular, like in her her country, she's in movies that are popular all over, you know, the world. In Overwatch, she is um like the face for like a soda company that I can't remember off the top of my head, and she has a spray that's you know her advertisement for it as well. So, like, not only does she have to worry about you know that kind of stuff happening in Korea, but anywhere yeah. in the world, it's like her and her whole life is out there yeah. to everybody. I can't even imagine. <laughs> it's honestly like I, as we're saying, you're talking about this, I realize how much like her scenario represents a very extreme version of what I guess people who live on social media and who create content like that. That is, it's like she's a very good representation of of that. Just exaggerated i guess Um, people that live on social media cherry pick mm -hmm. what they want to show and people don't often understand that what they see on social media is not reality that selfie that you see is the best one that they picked and edited out of like a (laughs) hundred there's actually um there's a YouTube video that I watched uh, that this guy made um, where it's, it's, it's a very well put together, like little film. Um, and it's about this woman who is like a, a social, she's specifically on Instagram, that is like social media icon. And that um, the whole thing is basically like a spoken word kind of poem thing talking about how, how everybody perceives her and what she puts out there and how everybody thought everything was okay. Cause that's what she put out there. But then in reality, she was suffering on her own all the time. And it's kind of depressing because at the end she kills herself, but like it, it's, it's showing that that comparison of like what we assume, right? Like we, it's not just that people don't show everything, but it's also like there is this assumption that, that, that people who are, 
who are rich, who have this many followers, who are, you know, have this ad campaign going on, that they have this perfect life and that we, we almost ignore any signs that they might put out there. Um, when in reality, we should probably assume that a lot of the people who are living those kind of lives are dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, I just, I, I wish I could remember what it was called and who did it, but it was, if I find it, I'll link it to you guys. But it was, it was a really, really well done, a little hard to watch, but very, very good points that it makes. And it's very true yeah, that sure. people tend to hide the darkest part of themselves, but they're not always in the public eye. Uh, one of the, the best examples is Robin Williams, one of this or the past generation's funniest individuals that you wouldn't have guessed was so depressed. But oftentimes the funniest people are the ones that suffer the most. Yeah, and there was actually, um, it came out in the news today, um, locally in uh, Michigan and Detroit, one of the um, local meteorologist on one of the local news stations like she was i want to say in like her late 20s or something like that but she like unexpectedly took her own life this bright vibrant hilarious funny young woman um and that whole community is kind of shocked by it because she was just this rising star in the local community there and then they actually came right out and said you know she took her own life and they um they like canceled not canceled. They in, instead of doing their news for a whole evening, they just talked about suicide. Um, and uh, this woman's life, which um, you know, especially when it's someone young or it's someone you know, uh, someone like Robin Williams or something like that, that you that you see so much joy and laughter out of them. It, it, it's when it kind of becomes so shocking. There's just um, such like a, a stigma on posting, you know. We always have to be happy on social media and stuff or good things, you know. Uh, definitely it should be okay to post like, hey, I'm not okay or I'm upset or, you know, well, bad things even. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the things that when me and Joe decided to to do this, to start the project and the first um, like organization we really embraced was take this.org. And their, their, their mantra is it's okay to not be okay and break the stigma of mental health because it, it is so uh, stigmatized. That's, that's that elephant in the room that we don't talk about. Um, the first time we had Dr. Janina Scarlett on, who's an amazing person, <laughs> Google superhero therapy, awesome. Um, I'm but, actually uh, taking her course. Uh, I coming, saw that. I uh, coming March. So awesome. Um, but no, and, and like she was, you know, we. I think uh, one of us. I think I had posed the question, like, "Hey, like, how do we, like, uh, it, education wise." mental health has to be a thing we start at a young age and we start talking about and stop ignoring it. Yes. Math and science are important, but so is being okay in your own skin. So is just talking about, you know what? I'm having a hard day and I want to talk about it or I need to talk about it and that's okay. And like, um, Taylor, I've known you for a while, and I, I, you know, I've seen you. You're, you're, you're good about posting on Twitter, like when, when, or Instagram, like you're having a rough day. Like, you know what? I'm not going to stream today. I'm not in the right place for it. And you know, I've, I've had those moments where you know what? 
I am, uh, I'm struggling. And it's okay to tell people you're struggling. Everyone struggles. Um, but, you know, and like I said before, it is that elf in the room that a lot of people think that it's not okay to talk about it, that you should always be as strong as possible, this projection you should have all the time. But, like, that is not the case. Everyone struggles one way or another. Um, if you say you never struggle anything like that, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I would say you would be lying. Uh, I think everyone has a problem with their own skin or you know, how they're feeling and how to convey it sometimes. And sometimes you just have to take a bit of a leap of faith sometimes and just like reach out to someone and like getting to a point where you're ready to reach out to someone is sometimes one of the hardest things in the world. Um, you know, like we have been following Belle has been doing her 30 day mental health challenge, which is amazing. And everyone should go uh, backtrack on her Instagram and get everything because it's, it's so compelling and it's so inspiring. Anybody else have any, um, anything about, um, diva? No, but if you want to learn, super awesome. If you want to learn more about her background, (laughs) you can go to her, uh, wiki and, uh, Mm -hmm. there's a, huge uh backstory idea of uh overwatch is like really interesting but like for like a completely multiplayer only game uh most people wouldn't think that there would be like a big lore or backstory to it and um it was really we're really interesting about the poll because obviously uh silly jupiter there was a lot of story about obviously Misty mm-hmm. for pokemon there's a lot of story a lot of stuff to grab from so i think <laughs> i i I'm sure Goku was thinking it because he always does all the research on it. And yeah. I was thinking, I was like, well, if it's Spyro or Diva, I don't know what you're going to do. But like, <laughs> if you know me, Diva, I'm going to pull something together. Like, <laughs> like I, I just watched, about how great she is the entire time. No, she's just amazing. <laughs> um, but, you know, and like, I definitely like went and like watched a bunch of the videos and stuff. But like, once you like go in there and, and read more about it, there, there, it does really go in depth. There is a lot to the character in the story. Um, I'm excited I'm for when. I'm sorry. I said I'm more of a roadhog main myself. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, but like when when that came out, I was reminded of that that um, story a year or two ago when the um, some kids' teacher wrote to the parents, be like, to like you know, talking about their kid kept calling everyone a Hanzo main at school. <laughs> <laughs> and then they they rewarded him with getting like an extra four hours worth of gaming one night or something like that. <laughs> but anyways, well, Goku, thank you so much for um, delving into uh, a beloved Overwatch character. Um, should we move on to some game news? Sure. Awesome. Uh, well, the the Game Awards took place recently. God of War. God of War got best game. I was going to watch you, too. Amazing game. (laughs) Hello Kitty. You can edit Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Yes. (laughs) Um, But no, um, you know, it wasn't wasn't too surprising that God of War won. It was definitely up with some stiff competition. Um, It really was. Red Dead 2 did win Best Narrative, which... um, 
I wasn't too surprised with. It has a really good story. Mm -hmm. I, I'm still um, just like halfway through. I just got to yeah, I'm, Saint Denis I'm, now. Yeah, I'm only I'm I'm still in chapter four. Have, did yeah. you get to Saint Denis yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. Denis. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I shouldn't be too far from you as well. Yeah, yeah, it's yes, Joe. I don't have Red Dead, but I've been seeing it pop up in my news feeds and on uh, the Twitters and whatnot. The voice acting has been it's, going on for five years for yeah. the game. 80,000 pages. That is of what I heard. Sanity. Of script. Yeah. I, I All saw right, that boy. five years. <laughs> five years for what? I started reading the article. Every NPC has a... Oh, my God. Every yeah. NPC has a voice actor, a storyline, a job. You can follow them around. They're, they're just gonna go on and on and on yeah. well there's a um there's a youtube video i'll try and find it but the actor who did arthur morgan he um he went to like a uh, a grocery store or something like that and there was a young a young guy he was probably like 13 or 14 years old that was bagging his groceries or something like that and he mess and he could see he was wearing like under his smock or anything he could see like a little like uh rock star insignia and so he said, "Ah, oh, thank you, boy." <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds me of when God of War took the stage. Oh yeah, yeah. how he said uh, the the actor. I can't think of the actor's name. Who uh, he ended up saying the the famous God of War line, "Boy, boy." Text yeah. <laughs> <laughs> open the envelope, boy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome but no um good for you gotta wear good good for um guys at rockstar for red Dead redemption 2 um two, two masterpieces of game oh yeah very uh very critically acclaimed games and uh good for you um joe how's the anthem closed alpha uh i was told redacted was redacted like, redacted it was like fight club <laughs> talk about it <laughs> Belly, you, you you played it as well, didn't you? I played all four sessions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I tried to get into it. I I, I I couldn't connect to the server at all. I was having issues. But yeah, that was there were a lot of people who. Yeah, yeah I never got an invite for it. So yeah, <laughs> I only played two of the sessions. Uh, I only had it for the weekend. And yeah, I, I, you enjoyed I, it. Yeah, you know, it was, I, I, it I know was. you were I know you you, you had a little apprehension because I know the <laughs> third person over the shoulder isn't your cup of tea. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, it's not not really my angle on that. But I liked uh, a few things on it. The menu gave me a little anxiety. There's a that ma it's it's yeah. Did that hit you? <laughs> well, well, I mean, that's trying to play Monster Hunter World. Talk well, about the menus. That's that. That's kind of the point of an alpha or a beta, though, is to get that feedback. So make sure that you, yeah. you know, you, you go into the EA forums and like write them a list because they do read it. Um, actually, yeah, our I've friend, got, I've got like a whole document. Like I had a, I don't know where one, I, I had a notebook next to me because like their forums weren't working during <laughs> the the alpha test. So I had a little notebook next to me. And I just had like pages of notes and like it's all that's really minor stuff but i'm like why not list it so it's not something that yeah i think you know. um i think today our friend my name is bife he was in stockholm at ea yep. talking to the guys that were developing that are developing anthem so uh it'll be interesting interesting 
to to see when that comes out, like how the uh, the direction of the you know, the feedback they got from the alpha and the presumptive coming beta, like how they how they altered the game. Well, they announced so, it like yesterday. There's another one at the end of January, and then a full yeah. open beta for everybody at the beginning of February. Yeah, well, I mean, EA has definitely. Uh, I think they, they definitely hit a crossroads. I mean, obviously after uh, Battlefront Two, when they were in the news quite a bit in the gaming industry, um, they kind they're of not doing hit, too well with Battlefield Five now either. Well, well, I mean, they, they, well, what, what I'm saying is that since Battlefront Two, they've kind of hit a crossroads where they're really taking that feedback and implementing it in a positive way. Um, you know, Battlefield Five. I mean, like it's it's going to be like that for the next you know, six months or so, until they hit that hit that perfect. Uh, that that the thing I was talking about is the. Uh, did you see what they were talking about the dev party? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh oh that's that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's bad PR. Yeah, I, I missed that. something. But they'll get past it. Did um, you missed on that, Bell? Yeah, I don't or know did, what. Did you, uh. When the game was revealed uh, back at E3, there was a whole big debacle about women being in World War II. Yeah. Oh, that, that. Sorry. I thought we were still talking about um, yeah. Anthem. I was really confused. No. Never mind. And, and then oh, there was yeah, a, yeah. a bad PR thing right after the launch of BF5 yeah. uh, of them just celebrating pretty much the haters of the game. I will yeah. say, you can see where they adopted parts of destiny division mm-hmm. mass effect mm-hmm. and made their own own world. well yeah but, well, well well it's made by bioware okay but still Which you can, it's no that made mass effect. Yeah. but yeah there's definitely they, they've pulled from a lot of different games you can see that influence yeah, yeah. and i would say that's a bad thing right the big thing is is as long as they learn from also the mistakes that those other games have made and not repeat them. Um, and then the, I, I would say the biggest, I want to talk more about it, but I, it's kind of like, I don't know where the NDA starts and ends for this conversation. <laughs> um, but I would definitely say I have, I will be buying it. I have high hopes for the game and that anybody who plays Destiny don't, don't knock it before you try it because you're comparing it to Destiny because it's not and it's not meant to be like there it's are elements that are similar, but it's it's its own game and I think if you go in comparing the two things, even though there are definitely some very direct similarities on things, um, well, it's like trying to compare Division to Destiny. Oh, that that was a huge that was thing. Stupid. That was so stupid when when the Division came. Fantastic game, like. A lot of Destiny people and a lot of pro Ubisoft people were like bashing the other games for no mm-hmm. goddamn reason whatsoever. It's like you know, I know a, a decent amount of people in the Battlefield community who I talk to a lot, and in in like we 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 both can't stand it when like Battlefield and COD clash because they're two completely different things. Mm-hmm. They're two <laughs> completely different games. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. like comparing Destiny and Borderlands, right? Which I've heard a lot too. Borderlands is so good, though. They're looter shooters, but they're completely different types of games. Oh, completely I think, different. I think the, the big takeaway for me was that I realized after playing the alpha, which, again, it's an alpha, so I'm not going to judge anything either direction either. Um, the, one of the, 
<laughs> One of the big takeaways for me is the fact that so you hear, hear a lot of people like we're just about comparing uh, Destiny and Anthem, which I also don't understand because if you haven't even played Anthem, how the hell do you know if you what the whatever? But <laughs> but that um, people are saying that it's gonna be like the Destiny killer. Like if it's as good as what they're saying it's going to be, if it actually gives everything they're saying that it's gonna be Destiny killer. Oh no, no. Oh, Reddit. What I what you I want to say, <laughs> what I want to say is that I think if we focus on it as the people who are not satisfied, like if if there's certain things missing from destiny there is a chance off of what i experienced that you may find some of those things in anthem not that they are the same game but that it, you know what i mean like there's, there's some there's games out there for everybody some people are going to spend way more time playing one game than they are right. different. that's totally okay and so i would definitely say if you're a person who's like kind of been on the fence about destiny lately check into like the open um right, yeah. demo for anthem when it comes out and see how you feel about it on your own. Um, yeah, and, and it's uh, it's it's totally okay. Like liking one game over another is a different thing than shitting on someone else's game. Yep, <laughs> those are two different things. <laughs> one is good, one is not. And over, the other- the summer, uh, over the summer, Miss Five Thousand Watts made a, a good comparison for Anthem because she had, I think, she had went to E three or she she had played it. And she had mentioned that Anthem felt more like Monster Hunter World than it did Destiny yeah. in terms of the way the game was structured. I'll gotcha. Two things and the other- I saw was I'm really big in world design and just like just the art of everything. And Anthem has gorgeous, gorgeous just world building. And you can mm-hmm. see just the amount of detail they put into everything and it's a lot yeah bioware is really good for that and the the frostbite engine is just gorgeous so i will be getting the art book for it just because (laughs) it looks really good yeah but i did break Um, it at one point oh yeah it was it was yeah there were (laughs) there There were bugs but that's one of the things it's that I supposed really, to be bugs. Right. And that's the thing it's that fine. I think stuck out the most about this experience more than anything else was the number of people who sign up for an alpha thinking that they have some kind of like, I'm going to go have this epic game experience. And it's all about my experience in the game being awesome. Not the fact that you literally. It's the opposite what the alpha well, is for. <laughs> especially with um, EA's playtest thing you literally sign up as a play tester and you're signing an nda so it's not right. like a beta where it's like the and ba- i hate the term beta being used instead of demo it really should be demos like devs should use the term demo when they're trying to just promote their game and get a little bit of feedback right before they drop it and call everything else alphas and betas and be very open about like this is what we're looking for from it because then gamers go oh i have like this right to this amazing experience. So when they weren't even able to sign in, people were getting pissed off. And I'm like, that's literally the point. That's the point. <laughs> like it's, they, they emphasize so many times, this is a stress test on our servers. Well, that's they, like the main thing they were people, <laughs> I saw there were some people who got the access to the closed alpha and like they, they, um, they, they acted like they hadn't in like, Hey, I got, mm-hmm. I got chosen. They picked me. <laughs> they picked the anxiety bear. To go on in there <laughs> and roar all over these space shooters, but 
don't know. So just, just a, if you're a gamer and you want to sign up for something, do it for the right reasons. If you're looking for a demo, then play a demo. If you're looking to actually help make sure that the future game is good, then sign up as a play tester. Because it's really important to do. But Absolutely. we need people doing it the right way. And nobody's going to have a good time if you're going in with the wrong expectations, I guess is my point. Oh, absolutely. What I'm interested and, to see for Anthem is the isometric story. In terms of you have your own instance for story, but you mm-hmm. can still play multiplayer. So you're, you're playing right. with a squad, but you're going off when you're going to the hub world to get your story coming back. Mm-hmm. See how that kind of works. It's definitely going to be interesting. I think it has a lot of potential if it's done right. If it's done well. Yep. Um, really quick. Tremendous opportunity. And it was a cool experience getting into mm-hmm. something that early. I'm excited. The, the, the story, I, I, I didn't play the, the alpha, but I, I've seen all the trailers that they got and all the uh, Vidocs that they've been putting out, and it looks fantastic. And the story looks like it's going to be really, really story-driven, so I'm excited for that. BioWare makes really good stories. I saw that fly. <laughs> I saw it on the hey, at least you saw it, and I wasn't just like. <laughs> if that's how you catch flies, we need We're to. All like, <laughs> I'll go get my chopsticks and. Where's, where's Joey? Joey, I'll go back to that. girl how to catch Don't flies. Let's not bring that back up. Um, <laughs> but um, on the bungee side of things, uh, what's everyone's first impressions of the uh, of uh, Black Armory? Too low I level. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. different. They, yep. To Cat- content release, catering to the uh, the guys that do twenty to fifty hours of gameplay every week. Well, it's not. <laughs> but just it, that. it's an end game DLC. Yeah. I think. Well, I it's think, not even a DLC. I wouldn't even call right. it that. It's just content an expansion wrong. of content. I think the, the where it rubs people the wrong way, and this is speaking as one of those people that isn't playing twenty four seven and who can't currently play it, is when you drop money without the exact knowledge of how something is going to work. Obviously, that's a risk we take as the consumer, but there's this expectation that you're going to be able to experience at least an element of the content you've paid for prior to the next content coming out. Um, and so I think it's this issue of if they had made the first forge slightly lower level so that it was in that mm. range of where majority of people are sitting mm. and then make the second one a big bump up. So everybody got to experience the first one and you can use that first one to increase your level to work into the second one. I would have been totally fine with that. I would have been fine with it if the, the last stuff is like almost impossible for me for a while, as long as I got to yeah, work into it. But when I'm sitting at like five something still <laughs> and I can't even do it if I'm at 600. Yeah, that, that's what I got. The you should hype to get to, to do the second one, you know? Right. It would have pushed me, but right now I feel yeah, kind of stuck good. back here being like, do I really bother for a while until. Like, you know you what I mean? would be like, like, oh, that was. That's so a cool. good take I'm on it. Grind now. So I think it's think it they, like they could have yeah. titrated it up a bit. I think if they had just adjusted it down a little bit to begin with, so people could actually want to play it and experience yeah. what it is they want to keep grinding for, that would have worked a lot better for them marketing wise and for just player experience wise. But I think there's, the idea behind it's really cool. Yeah, for sure. There's gonna be four yeah. forges, right? If I remember Three. correctly. Three? Three. 
the way I would have seen it, the third forge is going to be max level. Second right. one's going to be kind of that mid tier, and mm-hmm. then the first one is kind of that lower tier, like we we're talking about. Right. But go back and make forge one and two heroic, and bring it to the level three. So that everybody well. has has that once you get high. Yeah, yeah, Five yeah. Forward. I, I like that. my opinion on the Twitters and <laughs> forums after a week of playing it. And it was <laughs> right around what Bell was saying. I mean, you need something at the beginning to introduce you to the content, not just have it there. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. everybody wants yeah. to. Because not knowing what the... Forward. Even if it's just an introductory couple missions. The missions in previous DLCs for Bungie... Didn't never had a high replayability rate, and like ever, like you went through them once and that was it, unless it was in the strike list, and then you slog through it for your ever your other two characters. So if you look at it from Bungie's standpoint, that's wasted content that they just spent hours upon hours creating and mass, you know, and getting it out there for people to burn through in twenty four hours and never touch it again. This sort but, of content dump is definitely got the replayability, but it didn't have the introductory to it. Mm-hmm. No, I think it. Um, I think they they just they they just missed the mark on. The uh, they, yeah, they. I mean, and I think they they know that. And within twenty four um, hours, they lowered it five points for more people to be able to do it. Yeah, but I mean that that really isn't that much. <laughs> right, it was, it was a nice, like, I mean, it was a nice like, gesture. It wasn't enough, and I would still yeah. say that even with the the higher prime engram drops, it's still not quite enough. But it's it, they're getting there, and that's that is cool. It's I like that there was a more yeah. immediate response to it than we've had in the past. Instead of like this. Two months down the road, <laughs> we'll and the community you. managers address that too. They said it's yes. not a, a a permanent problem; it's a yep. band aid for for now. Yeah. But we're working on it. And I think I think this is something that has been an ongoing with like again not to not to like hark on Bungie too much here, but like they kind of do extremes. Bungie's awesome, but they do extremes. Like you were just saying, Joe. I think about the whole like there like there's the there's too much introductory with no replayability, or there's the yeah. like no introductory and just way over here and i think there is a medium they just haven't quite gotten there yet and it's 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 a weird balance i I would say destiny has one of the most expansive communities as far as like variety of like casual versus right hardcore and everything in between kind of player and that that varies week to week and dlc to dlc people change how they play so it's hard to keep up with but we got to find that yeah, and I, I, I feel like Bungie in the past has, like, had this history of like overcompensating from one one polar end mm-hmm. to the other, and I think they're like just kind of starting to get their groove. And then like yeah, a lot of people were upset with the Black Armory thing, but um, you know they'll they'll get it worked out. Or but hey, it's not it, Fallout seventy six. So you did right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that's it. It's, it's, it's what forty percent off right now. Bethesda? No, Bethesda. <laughs> They're selling out. It's forty percent off. off within a week or two weeks of oh, being the, released. Yeah, well, yeah. It's yeah. But what about that canvas, non canvas bag? Oh my god, the canvas. 
I okay, think that's there's, there's another now. game on sale. Oh yeah, could, 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 could you imagine? Could you imagine Battlefield spending, Five spending yeah. that much money? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, oh, Battlefield yeah. Five is because of the proximity to Christmas. If they hadn't delayed it a month, but I think they did the responsible thing and had it open, and they um, uh, let the game come out in November instead of October because they knew there was issues with it. Uh, but I think that's I think that's kind of organic though. Like when you come out with a game that late in the year, so close to the holidays, and you want to maximize your sales, it just kind of yeah. makes sense. Yeah. For, um. Not to derail us, but can I go back to the game awards really, really quick? Because there's a game yeah. we didn't bring up that like this podcast Redacted. maybe have to. What? <laughs> um, the one that won indie game. Uh, it's called Celeste, and it is literally about oh, mental health. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't played it. It is on my list. It was one of those games that I heard about. And I was like, oh, I think I'd be interested in that. And then when I saw their acceptance speech for their award, mm-hmm. I immediately was like, I need to buy this game. Yeah. I saw the too. <laughs> acceptance speeches. Like, instead of talking about what they did, they literally sat there and said, if this game has touched you and helped you in any way to, like, recognize what you're dealing with, that's you. You did that, not us. And I was like, you have yeah, all of my respect as a yeah, dev company. Awesome. Like, I definitely wasn't really paying attention too much. So, like, they got off there, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. heard of this. And then they started talking. And, like, I mean, they looked so happy, too. Like, it was. They were such a cute you know, group of yeah, people. Yeah, they were so adorable. <laughs> like, that one girl, like, jumped on that dude hugging him. She was so happy. I was like, they're adorable. I love it. <laughs> Has anybody here played Celeste? I haven't, no. No, I haven't. I did. Well, I have it on my. Have I have it on my list. <laughs> I need to pick it up. I did play Journey the other day. Remember? Oh, that's oh. amazing! Best, best indie game of all time. It is. Uh, oh, it's is so good. Uh, it's just it hits you. <laughs> it's so simple, but it hits you. Um, it, it's made by that game company, if I remember correctly, right? E- Wait, Journey. Yeah, Journey. Yes. Yeah. I think, and, yeah. And the, Anyone play Flower? They're, they're, they're a little bit. I haven't. That I've, is a I've chill game. I haven't played the last. I have it on my list as well. I have it in my like purchase box, but I've been playing through Night in the Woods. Oh my god, that's my. You been enjoying that? I, oh, have, I love that game. And that's it's something else. And uh, I gotta send an email to Colin again and see if we or uh, Connor and see if we can get them on to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe met the um the guys at PAX. Was it, was it PAX you met him at? PAX East. I met the uh, yeah, creator and the community manager. I wow. have their business cards here somewhere. I have to reach Easily out Easily one of my favorite games. It's so well made. The story is awesome. It is. And it's very, uh, it's very unique. I, I want to highlight it, but maybe it'll be one of those uh, games that we do like uh, a game night. Yeah, well, it's a one player, yeah, but I'll stream it through like the week instead of playing Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure you will. Uh, <laughs> um, anybody else have any other gaming news you want to talk about? PUBG's out. Oh yeah, PUBG. Yeah, go Dave. Are you excited for it or what? <laughs> they've, been, oh, they, they've, been, they've been hyping the shit out of it. I mean, the game has been out for two years, but we finally have it. That's really the only news. It's it's really complicated. It, I call it a simulator more than a battle royale. It, there's so many buttons. Yeah. Uh, it, 
There's it, a lot of combos. PC. Yeah, and it's yeah. a lot of combos they have to learn. So I'm I'm struggling kind of getting back into it. You know, going from the mobile version that I've been playing to this, but I'm still having a lot of fun. I love it. Did you awesome. find the point where you were playing on PS4 and you're like, screw this, and you just pick up your cell phone and start playing <laughs> it on there instead? Actually, I did that once. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I needed a win. I was like, I gotta, I gotta get a win before I get. That's a win. so funny because I feel like it'd be so the opposite. Like, if you tried to make me play any game on mobile that I ever played on console, I couldn't do it. Like, there's no way I could handle that. Yeah, I feel well, like if I, I like, I, I tried playing like PUBG once on my phone. I think I played Fortnite once on my phone. And um, Fortnite, like, I, it's so crazy. I hate Fortnite. Well. I hate Fortnite, but um, <laughs> I, un- I I uninstalled it. My daughter got so mad at me. Whatever. We just She'll have so many it. people stop listening to this podcast right there. Like, mm. <laughs> good. No, um, <laughs> but uh, no, like, but like when so I played like one round of Fortnite on my on my iPhone, but like when I was done with it, when I was done playing, like I felt and like. An overcoming rage to like snap my phone in half, oh and I didn't want to like spend that much money. <laughs> Call spray and be like, "Well, you see what it happened." With. <laughs> um, Is that covered by my warranty? <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you got an iPhone six. You got that like a long time ago. <laughs> before, uh, before we leave the Fortnite uh, subject, everybody that's been listening knows that I play Fortnite with my daughter. And she's mm-hmm. getting good. She got her first win last week. Oh, oh nice. Her first oh, solo nice. Solo she called me out. Good for you, Jalen. She called me at one in the morning. She's like, guess what? Girl. I was like, I know you won. She was super That's excited. Awesome. Shout out to Mangled Heart. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, awesome. Well, um, Bailey, you want to take us through some uh, some community news? I guess so. Um, you sound really confident. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I do. I just want to put out a quick, um, I guess, like warning that the one of the topics we're gonna be discussing, 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 um, is a, a little intense. So um, it, it, it deals with domestic abuse. So just putting mm-hmm. a warning out there, um, just in case that's a trigger for anybody. Um, But a lot of us have probably already heard about this first story um, because it's been basically floating around in the gaming and streaming and Twitter verses for a couple of days now. Um, And it's a series of stream clips that have kind of gone all over social media showing this Australian streamer known as Mr. Dead Moth um, having a fight with his pregnant partner. And um, the videos are... Kids were watching. Huh? While, yes, while while kids, while kids were watching, two kids at least, I believe. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 really really hard to watch. Um, as far as like visually, there's nothing on screen, but you can hear a lot. Um, so in the video, you can hear him um, hit and or slap her um, multiple times. There's a lot of crying and screaming. The kids are screaming, um, and. You can hear her asking him to stop and to not hit her in the face and asking him to get off the stream. Um, and it continues to be streamed, which I think is probably one of the most mind-blowing parts of this entire thing for me yeah. was the fact that this this is what this is what was okay in his mind publicly, which not to make assumptions, but makes it that much more terrifying to think about what happens or could happen in 
private. Um, so it, it, it kind of went hardcore viral. Um, and um, since then, from my understanding, he has been ha- apprehended by the police and uh, to my knowledge is facing charges at this time. Um, and it, I don't recommend going and watching the video. I really, really don't. Um, just it's hard um, and not in a way that it's not something that you to hear or see um, to, to know I think, that it's not okay. Yeah, I mean, I I think I just like like, like hearing it in the background is probably the the worst part of it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's yeah, pretty it's, hard to, to listen to. Um. I, I do. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Bill. I just I do want to say that uh, I guess if there's any positive out of this, that the the gaming and streaming communities did rally together pretty amazingly for the most part on the internet to um, not only help find him because there were people kind of posting about like what they did know about him and his whereabouts. Um, I don't know how much that helped or didn't help police, but it, it people were trying to help um, and and also just spreading the word about what happened and. Um, his Twitch and Twitter have been deleted. Um, and the events that took place sparked some really important conversations on the internet. They weren't all positive. They weren't all understanding, but um, it's conversations that need to happen because things like domestic abuse are kind of one of those taboo subjects. We just don't oh, talk I, about when they happen. Absolutely. And I know down the line, we're probably going to do um a spotlight on uh, domestic violence and abuse yeah. and the psychology and the psychological impacts thereof. Uh, but we, uh, I think Dr. Goku and I have talked in the past about, you know, finding the right um, guest to have on mm-hmm. to help facilitate that. Yeah. But um, to kind of wrap, wrap that up, I would definitely say if anyone is, if you think you're a victim or you think, you know, someone who's a victim of uh, domestic violence or abuse, um, you probably do and uh definitely urge you to seek the resources out there uh, i know one uh you can go into any police station or fire station um you can just you know or, or just talk to a friend or just walk in and say you know what i i think i'm being abused and and in every state or if you're in canada province or wherever you are in the world um you know you can just say hey I need to talk to someone about abuse and they, and if, and they will take it very in, seriously. If going in um, somewhere like that is too scary or it feels unsafe to you at the time, there are also online resources, at least yeah. for, for starters. I know one, one to me that has been helpful and is dear to my heart is called the joyful heart foundation. They deal with a variety mm. of um, issues but one of the big things is um domestic violence and um if we can possibly link like their hotlines and resource page um but just it currently like like right now if you are a person who's dealing with this or know somebody who is um the the national domestic violence hotline is 1-800-799-SAFE and um we're aware that it isn't always easy or possible right at the moment to get out of the situation that you're in um but Please do as soon as you can. As as somebody who's been there, it does get better um, as long as you can get out safe. And um, you are not alone ever. <laughs> um, there's people that care, and there are people who understand what you're going through, even if you think they don't. So, um, but like you said, we we plan to do a full episode at some point talking about this. We just want to do it 
right. We want to do it justice. Um, so that is something to, to, to watch out for when we announce that we're doing that episode. But we, we thought that this was, I mean, if we're going to be totally transparent, we were, we had a full discussion in our chat before this. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I think we all just, you know, to be responsible for mm-hmm. what we want to do and how we want to help people and affect them, uh, yeah. you know, it would be irresponsible not to at least broach it. So it is, it is something that happened. It's something that happened in the gaming community. And um, I hope that we continue to talk about it as a community, um, you know, um, it, it, and hopefully it doesn't take another thing like this being blasted all over the internet for us to keep talking about it. Absolutely. Um, but unless, does anybody else have something to add on that one? The only thing I can really mention about it is if you see or believe that someone might be in danger, speak up, reach out. Yep. If you are in a situation, you're not alone. There is help. There are resources. And don't be afraid. Definitely. Absolutely. But uh, moving on to someone else in community news, didn't we yeah. have an interesting, an interesting charity stream lately, Bell? Someone yeah, in the community so- did. Jake Myler, a.k.a. Lady Summerstone, a.k.a. Watermelon, so, a.k.a. he can't decide on what name to go by, but we all know and love him. Um, he uh, did a charity stream that we kind of highlighted a couple weeks ago, or before he started it, right. um, where he ended up streaming, I believe it was for 12 plus hours, and he was raising money for, I forgot the name of it. It's, 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 Joe, it's the name animals. It? Dang it. That's Joe, the one thing like, uh, I didn't write down. I'm so sorry. Um, what's the name of the organization Jake streamed for? Somebody uh, look it up while I explain this. Wildlife Refuge? We'll figure it out. Sorry. Um, but uh, we're basically <laughs> during the charity stream. Um, people who donated, I believe it was $30, got to have him draw their pet as a Destiny character. And they are awesome. Like, if you go, just go look at Joe. his Twitter... I think, uh, he, Joe, you had him do yours, right? Yes, he did my dog in uh, salad and armor. It was so cute. <laughs> like, these yeah, are just, I... oh, they're so good. And he raised $2,189 uh, for his charity in 12 hours. And that is really cool. And I love his incentive behind it, too. Like, I love what That's he's really cool, giving yeah. back to people. And it's just, they're adorable. Like, honestly, go check them out. And if you don't know his work in general... You really, yeah, you really should. should. Like he's and awesome. for the yeah. uh, North Valley Animal Disaster Group. That's there we go. And, and I'm and still sp- waiting for mine. Awesome. <laughs> and, and and speaking of pets, you need to go on Taylor's social media oh, and gosh. see and see the video of her two tripod cats meeting each other around the corner. Yeah, I wonder if I'm just trying to buy a second. Wait, you have two three-legged <laughs> cats? Yep. I have I have one three-legged cat, and it's almost too much. <laughs> Mine has a funny leg, and when he sits, it sticks out all funny. And we've we've joked about that if he ever needed it taken off, we would give him a peg leg so he could be peg leg <laughs> Percy, the pirate cat. <laughs> That's what my cat's name is, is Percy. <laughs> Not really? that one. That oh. that one's that one's like John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, huge props to Jake and for the community yeah. for raising that. That is really, really awesome. So, yeah, that's and as it I was for telling news. Joe, 
uh, I had uh, I requested something special for from uh, Jake with my donation, so I, I can't wait to be able to share what that's going to be with my dog and a special guest. He's very secretive about this. Mm-hmm. Is it a moose? No, it's not. <gasps> okay, I'm sorry. Really quick, not to, we need a picture. We need a moose that looks like Shaq's because it's missing an it's missing antler. A horn. Oh my gosh! <laughs> sorry. Anyway, this needs to happen. Yeah. You may you may end up with this in like a few weeks when I convince my husband to draw it for you. <laughs> oh, I I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Moose are very misunderstood creatures. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to give us a lecture on like the complexities of the moose? He's just he's just uh, mad because the damn he's just mad because a moose took two goddamn months to deliver a stupid sweatshirt. It's finally here. <laughs> I'm excited but to those, see your drawing. But those things, the moose just plow through uh, snow. Did I ever share that uh, video about the uh, moose running through the snow? No, but you're going to now. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll share it in the in the chat later on. In a winter holiday, it it is. <laughs> we were talking about moose so much in the course of seven minutes. Awesome. Um, did anyone else have any uh, community news? Joe, you got anything? No, nah, it's been pretty quiet. Yeah, I think everyone's just into the different games that come out and whatnot. But All right, awesome. Um, well, I'm watching moose videos of them running through this. I, 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 just, I just posted it in chat. Depression moose. That's the one I literally just watched. <laughs> That's, That's the face The depression moose. The depression moose. Trapped and the anxiety bear. And the anxiety bear. <laughs> yeah. trans- we need at least two more animals so I can do a full shirt. <laughs> oh, dude, I will come up with this. Just give me give me. You guys keep going. <laughs> a dissociative dog. <laughs> No, a duck. I think we need a dissociative duck. Oh my god, that's perfect. Or a dingo. Any, or a dingo. The dingo, dingo eats your baby. Well, I, well, I, well, I sort of realized it. <laughs> Not really. There's a, there's a very raunchy show on Netflix called uh, Big Mouth. I don't know if anybody ever watched yes. it. I heard about it. There's an episode where they, uh, they use a cat to be uh, the depression cat. And what it's a giant cat, and it sits on this girl, and she can't get up. Like it, the cat just sits on her. So, that's so, like the, that's so like it's a normal, normal cat. It's deep. It's like a, it's like a really deep. Uh, Have you ever visual. had a cat before, Dave? That's <laughs> I, what all cats do. But it's that's like you know that one commercial for uh, asthma where it's like the elephant oh, yeah, sitting on their chest or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It's like that, but it's a cat in depression. I like it. It works. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. I actually like teared up a little bit when I was watching it because she's like trying to get out of it, and the cat is just sitting on her. It, it was. Aww. It was like a really strong moment. I was like, oh shoot, and this show. Because <laughs> it's a it's a it's a silly show, you know. Like you know, yeah. seeing that there. They do have a few really good like every once in a while. Like, 
goofy and funny, but then like they have some really good hard hitting. Yeah, points. really deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. I actually enjoy that show a lot. Awesome. Um, sweet. Well, we can move on to before we wrap up a uh, little uh, content creator of the week. And this is actually a guest we've had on before. She's also uh, a psychologist. Her name is uh, Dr. Denise Morales. And she started streaming lately. Um, she's also the owner of shrinksandgeeks.com. She is a fantastic um, uh, like self-care Sunday kind of uh, part of her website, uh, which is really cool. But she has started streaming on PC. She's been streaming... Um, like uh, Stardew Valley and like different survival games like Five Nights at Freddy and The Room and stuff like that. So definitely go check her out. Um, and she usually does short streams, so it definitely doesn't take a lot of time. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Super Saiyan DRM. Uh, so definitely go check her out. And go to her website, shrimpsandgeeks.com. Uh, she's got some awesome information on there. We need to have her um, back on the show. Yeah, we do. I we were gonna have her recently, but she she had some stuff going on, so unfortunately she had she had to cancel. But uh, we will definitely look at getting her on soon. We 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 still gotta do our psychologist Thunderdome. Oh yeah, and get Doctor B and Doctor Scarlet back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think that's gonna kind of uh, wrap us up. Um, Taylor, thank you so much. For hanging out, I'm so glad we finally got you here. <laughs> Thank you um, for having me. And we're definitely gonna like try and bribe you whenever mental health awareness charity streams. Of course, I'm always yes. Um, and again, congratulations on uh, finishing. I know you've been working hard, and you were so ready. Uh, a little you. break. Yeah, I'm so ready, and I. Uh, the funny thing is, is that my uh, my graduation cap I decorated diva themed. Did you really? Yes. Where is it? <laughs> uh, Let us see. It's it. in my room, I think. Okay. Um, let me pictures. So, well, you you have to show us it later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But again, thank you so much for hanging out. And thank you for um, like kind of telling us your work that you've been doing with uh, the WWF and um, your trip to Thailand, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, where can people find you on, on the internet and people catch your streams? Um, I am on Twitch. What is it? Twitch TV slash Centrobus, uh, whatever. Um, that's where I'm at on Twitch. I don't really have a schedule with school. <laughs> uh, it'll be fixed now, obviously. So I'll get that worked out. Um, but on Instagram and Twitter, uh, it's the same thing. It's at Centrobus Gaming, and it's ninety five percent pictures of my animals. It's so, true. Um, and uh, I see some pretty cute cats. <laughs> and it's uh, Centribos with with a Y. So it's S Y N T R I B O S. Awesome. Name, sorry. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I was like, well, I mean, she's pretty cool about using her first name. I was like, I don't want to call yeah, her Sin. Not- I would feel weird. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, Thank you all for joining the project this week. You can reach us on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, just at St. 14 project. If you want to shoot us an email, if you want to get involved in the project or you have questions, and if you need resources uh, for mental health, uh, you can shoot us an email at St. 14 project at gmail.com. We have an awesome discord. It's pinned on our Twitter. There's also 
a link on our website to it, which is saint14project.com, which has all sorts of cool stuff on there. There's resources there. The the character analyses um, uh, from Dr. Goku have this awesome facelift from from Dave. Um, there's like a Jessica Jones one on there. There's Eleven from Stranger Things is on there. Uh, uh, Alice from Resident Evil is on there. They, they look awesome and they're fantastic. And you should totally go on there and download them. Um, you can listen to us on iTunes, Podbean, anywhere where you listen to your podcast, including Spotify. Um, uh, Joe, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at uh, Twitter at uh, Average Show Two Two Seven. You can find me on uh, any of the Discords or uh, the Saint Fourteen website. Awesome, uh, Dave. Wh- why don't you tell people where they can get your Only Farmers link? Uh, Hatchy Dave in there, anywhere in the internet. If you look me up, I'll be there. Sign up for every website there. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Goku, where can people get you? Uh, they can find me on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, uh, PSN, all at SSJ5Goku28. Awesome. And Bell. Bell Bunny on all the things. I do the Twitch and the Twitter, lots of the Twitter and the YouTube. and the, I'll Just Google me. This is your favorite part of the show. It is. Too, right? I'm so, I just, I need it's to not. like pre-record it's one not. and just hit play. <laughs> You should pre-record Bife doing it for you. <gasps> he will totally... I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> we have a Skype date soon, and I'm going to make him do it. <laughs> <laughs> I always want him to like do my voicemail message. I'm going to have... Yeah, you, you can have Bife do yours. I'll get Mylan to do it. It'll be like a <laughs> more nerd throwdown. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got your anthem. I want Anna to do mine so he can't curse. Wait, can you crack See? it open? Can you open it? I just want to. Yeah, don't break it, but just open it. Oh my god! Oh, it's so bad. Eventually, I think you have a bite. Thank you, all. Need uh, Mylan sign it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And I'm. Um, you can find me on the internet. Just pretty much Sentinel Dead everywhere. Um, uh, Twitter, you just add a D on the end, but just search Sentinel Dead. You'll find me. Uh, Twitch, Instagram, PSN, wherever, Steam, wherever. Um, but again, thank you all for joining the project this week, and we will see you next time. And uh, the next time you will uh, hear us will be after uh, Christmas. Uh, so those celebrating, hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Those who just finished celebrating Hanukkah, we hope you had a wonderful eight nights of celebration and anyone celebrating anything enjoy the holidays be safe and um it's okay to not be okay and if you're having a problem with uh you know being around people for the holidays just talk to someone bye <laughs> <laughs>